You're listening to the Bobcat Sports Talk Podcast, a weekly podcast discussing all things Radford High School sports. If you have any suggestions, questions, or a topic you'd like to hear us discuss, reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or email us at bobcatsportslive at gmail.com. And now, let's take a listen to what's happening this week in Bobcat Sports with Michael Davis and Timothy Worlds. Hey there, Bobcat Nation, and welcome to the first ever Bobcat Sports Talk. We are here live with Michael Davis and our favorite host, Timothy Worlds, on Bobcat. It's been a while. Bobcat Sports Live is, uh, you know, now the basketball season's gearing up. We're here. And we'll be around all basketball season into the spring as well. So, Timothy, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of excited to be back and talk about Bobcat sports. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am too. And like you said, Michael, now that basketball season's starting, it kind of gets the Bobcat sports live season in full swing. And, um, and you know, you think about, I think this is year five of Bobcat sports live now. And to think about a lot of the things that we're getting into and that we're developing for our station, if you will, is really exciting. I know we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but uh, to get this started, we've been talking about it for a while, Bobcat Sports Talk, and uh, I'm excited to get the first one rolling. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always fun to do new things. Um, like you said, we're we're rolling out some new stuff on, on YouTube. We're going to be primarily focused on that. Uh, we'll be having a, a new website soon, but, you know, things are rolling on this, and, and I think it's great, and I'm kind of just Kind of excited to talk about sports. Um, speaking of sports, before we get into our primary goal of basketball, let's kind of, if you don't mind, I'd love to talk a little bit about the fall sports a little bit, at least some of them, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know, but football's coming off a pretty good year. New head coach, eight and four season. Um, ended up losing to Appomattox in the regions, but, you know, had a pretty good successful season, had a pretty good offense. I mean, it, it, until they lost a couple of teams, they were rolling pretty good. Yeah, they were, and and I <clears throat> I feel like this season for Rafford football was really exciting because there was a lot of surprises. You know, we got to learn about our new head coach, Coach Chris, and just feel him out of how he's going to be on the sideline, how is he going to be with the kids, what kind of game plans, is he going to be willing to adjust? And and I tell you, when we ran into that wall against Christiansburg this year, 63 any Rafford sport, uh, I thought Coach Chris and the coaching staff did really good to – make sure they kept the locker room intact and the players together. And they really went cruising down through the district and had a chance to win the district championship uh, in Glenver with what's a ridiculous ending that we hate to even talk about. Yeah. I mean, speaking on that right after Christiansburg, I mean, they went on to win 42 to six against Allegheny, 36 to seven against Carroll County, 42 to seven against Floyd and really kind of steamrolled except against, you know, James river that, that Glenver outcome was tough. Um, I heard about that one. Uh, you know, I officiated the Floyd County game. We won't mention that much louder, but that was actually a good game. It was good back and forth, 42-27. So for the, you know, the season to end in the playoffs, you can't ask for much better. The The expectation, our playoffs, our championships, I mean, we are title town, for God's sake. So, but to come up short first year with a new head coach, I think it was pretty good. The offense are great. I mean, that's – I. I'm an offensive guy. I love seeing people score. So to watch the Bobcats score a lot of points was actually nice this year. 
Yeah, and the, the good thing is we get most of the guys back next year. I mean, we we miss a lot of great seniors, um, and I don't want to list them all because I won't, and I'll forget someone. But, uh, you know, the big loss this year was Tyrell Dobson. It was a big loss in the season, and it's a big loss out of the season now. Uh, but you, you look at it, and Landon Clark came in, and he's a sophomore, setting records in a single season, only playing half a season. And then he comes back next year, Marcel comes back next year, and the rest of the linemen play next year. Um, and so Radford's looking to have really pretty much the same kind of team rolling into the next season. And look, Appomattox is just – they're just a good program from, from every asset that you can look at a program. Uh, Coach uh, Smith had a statement there. Man, uh, that's what we ran into now for the last two seasons in uh, football, and they're just good. And so nothing to hang our heads out, and I, that's why I texted Coach Chris. That's a great season, great start in your Bobcat tenure, and we're excited to see what comes up next year. So we'll, we'll kind of transition here from football, one of my favorite sports, you know, by the way, it's the best sport in, in the world. Uh, volleyball ended their year, you know, you hate to say it, kind of a tough year, but sometimes that happens. Um, a lot of talent has been lost over the years. Coach Adams' uh, oldest daughter now playing at the University of Florida, by the way, having a fantastic year. Uh, I'm not a Florida Gator person, but I love watching her play um, at that stage. It's, it's really awesome to see it. I know her family is proud, but ended up 10 and uh, 15 and 10 on the, on the year. Um, got swept for a few first time this year a couple times so yeah that's kind of tough but you know sometimes that happens it does and we say uh it was a tough season uh because they've been so dang successful right. the last few years and they've gotten they you know they got a couple of rounds into the region tournament which a lot of schools consider a big success and so uh you know i think um coach adams just coached them really well once again this year and we did lose a lot of names that were familiar in the volleyball court, but we had we had a lot of talented ones that I have the privilege of coaching now in basketball, like Laney Klein and, and Brooke Phillips and them uh, on, on the volleyball court. So it was a tougher year, but man, Floyd and Glenver were really good. I mean, they were really good this year. Yeah, you, you mentioned the regional the regional contest. The Bobcats won 3-0 against Allegheny and 3-1 against Patrick County and just ran into the buzzsaw of, of Floyd County. And, and lost in three, but I mean, you're right. The, the season wasn't a success, quote unquote, because the Bobcats have been so dominant in winning state titles. So yeah. let's not kid ourselves, but you know, I'm sure Coach Abs isn't thrilled. <laughs> no, when the expectations and you're spoiled with state championships, uh, it changes the mindset of every season. So it's a good place to be. I'd rather be disappointed losing deep in the playoffs than, you know, uh, than whatever else, you know, celebrating the fact that we got to the second round of the playoffs, you know, and that's, that's says a lot about the coaching tenure of coach Adams so far. Yeah. I've been in another couple of mentions here in, in fall sports. We had some cross country, some boys region runner ups and, and some girls, two girls qualified for state. So, you know, pretty successful track season, I would say, you know, not, not a track guy myself, but, you know, I, I think it's good. It, it, it's nice to see across the board, in my opinion, especially in the fall. But when we're looking across the board, across Bobcat sports, always successful. So it's nice to see um, people compete at the state level here 
um, at Rafferty High School. So that's nice. yeah, Coach, uh, go ahead and get her name in. People don't know who she is. Coach Jenna Ray has done an excellent job uh, taking the reins after Coach Caro of the cross country team, and Jenna has done a really good job and has been successful both cross country and helping out with the track team uh, in the spring. So. You're right, Mike. It's whether we're inside on a court, we're outside on a field, or we're outside running through the country. You know, Rafford um, had another successful fall season, and we're proud of them. Yeah, so now moving along a little bit to while we're all here, it's basketball season. That's right. I mean, this is one of the best times of year, especially at Rafford High School. We got the boys competing. Coach Cormany, we can never talk enough about him, how fantastic his career has been. But you you might have to jump in and out of Coach Coach Worlds and Bobcat Sports Live host Timothy Worlds, so you may have to 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 juggle that a little bit. But hey, you guys are coming off two games this week, dominant fashion, winning the first game against uh, against Giles fifty eight thirty six, and beating Galax last night fifty four twenty five. Yeah, I mean, um, let's – I'll first say it, it feels good to get two wins in your first week of basketball. And um, and the score looks great, and the scoring line looks great, and our girls are playing hard. They're a great group of girls, and I'm proud of them, and uh, it's an honor to coach them. But, uh, you know, the season's a long process, and we've got our sights on um, – don't overlook anyone. You know, I love Giles and I love their coaching staff and I love the Galax coach last night. Um, and Galax challenged us. And it was only a nine point game at halftime. And, you know, I had to do some encouraging to our girls team at halftime, which finally pulled us away in the second half. They played out. They came out and played well. Uh, but uh, uh, the, the first few weeks, I think you guys coach Courtney this as well. The first few weeks of the season is, is always difficult as a coach because you just see a lot of things. One, we're still in shape like we want to be here in early season and and then also we're still not doing like the fundamental stuff right we can't move on into more complicated stuff like we expect to do in the next month or two um and so as a coach i'm trying to rein myself back sip on the victories but uh sure um getting two wins is great and i'm excited and hopefully we keep it rolling we have a busy week next week yeah we'll actually hold off on talking about next week because i kind of want to jump into these stat lines a little bit Sure. We talked about how the scores were relatively lopsided. I mean, when your leading scorer is your post player, and she had 22 against Giles and 15, or excuse me, against, yeah, against Giles and 15 against Galax. I mean, pretty impressive. Lane and Klein, I don't, I don't even think she took a three. I mean, she dominated. She dominated last night, especially at the free throw line. I think she went seven for eight, and I apologize, Coach Worlds. Her missed free throw was my fault because I had mentioned how she was perfect on the night, and then she missed on that one. So, announcer's curse got her. But it's definitely a team effort, though. You know, last night, and, and you can kind of talk more about this, but Jada had 14 points. Haley had 10 points. Gracie finished with nine. Brooke finished with eight. Lexi had two. And Lexi, in my opinion, was fantastic on the boards last night. I actually didn't realize she hadn't scored until late in the game when she got her first field goal because she was so dominant rebounding the basketball. I thought she was a very good hustle player for you guys last night. So kind of talk about, I, I know you kind of said, you know, you're not thrilled. The stat lines are great, but it's kind of nice from a fan perspective to see those big numbers put up. Yeah, the, the, um, 
the opportunity is there for us this year if we decide to work at it and take it step by step. And you had someone like Laney Klein that is an all-stater last season. And of course, all-stater, all region, all district. And she's just got the body to play at the next level. And she is. She's playing at Eastern Midnight University. She's already signed. And she's worked at the game. And so, um, you know, just to poke a little fun at her, in child, she could have 40. She missed about eight layups uh, in that game, first game jitters. And so I keep messing with her. And really last night she missed a few layups too, you know, and that, that, that should say a lot about Laney. I thought Laney struggled in the opening minutes last night. I thought we could have got the ball to her more. And then, but uh, her shot wasn't falling um, and, and stuff. But I say that not discouraging, but encouraging about her is, like you said, Michael, she got to the line uh, for eight different shots uh, at the free throw line. And I think that's what got her going. She was taking the ball, got aggressive, getting fouled, a couple of and ones. And then in the second half, she just took it on her own. Um, then Jada played well. Jada's our glue. Some nights she's going to have 14. Some nights she's going to have three. It's whatever we need out of her. Gracie's playing really good right now for us defensively. We're missing Maggie Turk, on-ball defender. Gracie's kind of starting to get into that role. Um, gosh, I can go through all of them. Brooke's playing really well for us. The cool thing about Brooke and Lexi is this. Uh, they both are hard workers. They both play the same position, but they're both completely different players. Brooke is going to be the agile, the quick, the linky, the one that can shoot. Lexi's going to be the one that's going to come in. It's going to muscle you around, get rebounds, and bring energy on the court for us. And there's sometimes, even last night, we moved Brooke to a three-guard, brought Lexi in as a four, Laney at five, which really – gave us an opportunity to be really good. And of course, Haley uh, is a good point guard for us. Unfortunately, we got our fingers crossed right now. Hannah Wick got uh, injured against Giles and she was playing really good that night, which I hated. Um, and so we really missed Hannah in the rotation last night and we're gonna miss her in the, in the week to come um, as we get busy. But uh, again, I wanna clarify, I'm excited about the first two games. But uh, we're still we're still trying to put the the brick. Well, I mean it's it, it's a long season to go, so it's good. These are these are building blocks. You have to build the start of the season. You know, just look at Alabama. Alabama plays, you know, get some easy wins at the first part of the season. You know? If if Alabama like can a do Tennessee it, fan, uh, Alabama can do it. Coach World <laughs> do it. So I, I have no problem with it. Um, but it's nice. I mean, you know, actually one part of the game. You guys made eight threes last night. I actually, I actually think you could shoot more if you want. That's just my opinion, though. We got shooters. We got shooters this year, and they're getting frustrated right now because the first two games, not every one of them has, has fallen. And so I just, you know, really tried to, you know, Gracie had two last night. Haley had two. Uh, Brooke had two. And Jada had two. And, um, you know, and Gracie had three on Monday. And so um, I just told them to keep shooting. And Brooke Phillips, she's like, you're telling her to shoot the rock she's got a good looking shot for a post player and um, we saw it finally she kind of took the ceiling off and started letting it loose and that's that's my philosophy you know um I, if it's there take it uh, i'm not afraid to take threes yeah i i actually said that last night on air and it, it's actually nice to see because you know if, if gracie's having an off night you know someone's going to pick her up jada make make some or you know, it's going to, the, the love is going to spread. And if you got three or four girls on the floor at, at one time and any of them make a three, I mean, just imagine what the defense is going to, how, how are they going to handle that? If you got three girls standing up there at the top and all of them are shooters, I mean, I just have to bounce back from. So, especially when you got Laney Klein clogging up the lane down there, when you have to always have a, 
uh, at least one, possibly two girls on her at all times, always leaves the uh, the outside open for three. So I actually like the game plan there, Coach, but that's just me. Yeah, so. Well, we found <clears throat> success last night. I don't know if you saw it with the, you know, bringing the ball screen up by Laney and letting her roll, and either she's going to get it and score or they're going to collapse like crazy, and she was able to kick it out, and that's what really got the threes going in the second half. Yeah, I actually did notice that. In fact, I don't know if you know this stat, but over the last 10 years at the Division One level, um, the top 25 teams in the country average 30 ball screens. There's only two teams in the top 25 that don't average more than 30 ball screens a game. So I actually, in that, the argument is, it does exactly what you said. It brings your post player up off the screen. They have to decide, hey, we're going to pick up the point guard or we're going to take the post. And then you have two guys clogged up. You have a man open. It spreads the floor. It gives more options on offense. It makes the defense have to decide, and you can just chew at will. Gonzaga has been really good over the last three seasons with setting the ball screen and moving the ball around the floor. Opens the spacing, lets you shoot the three, and lets you attack the basket. So I actually think it's a great game plan and an interesting stat to back it up. That is. That's cool. I didn't know that, but I'm, I'll keep that in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and that that that's, that's how your last two games went, but you got a busy – Next week coming up, I mean, we kind of talked about this past week and how great it was, and I loved it. But next week's going to be tough. Can you kind of dive into what your next week? If I'm looking at the schedule right, you can correct me. You don't play again until, until Monday, and that's against Giles on the 6th. Um, and then you play Wednesday at Christiansburg, right? Uh, actually, Tuesday. At home against Christiansburg. Oh, you're right. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday at Galax. And so you play Monday, Tuesday, Friday. Wednesday, Friday. Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. That's a tough, uh, tough schedule next week. Now, what's so? What's your game plan going into next week as a coach when you have to play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday? No practice, I said. So that's good. Sometimes they say practice is harder than the games. The way we try to make it uh, with us, and I know Cormany does too. Look, everything I do is Cormany because I played under him, and that's what I know, and it's been successful. So why in the world would I not mimic what he's doing um, in the high school level? But, uh, yeah, it's tough. We're going to have to save legs. We're going to have to play a lot of the younger girls. Um, you know, we got um, we got four sophomores on the team this year, two juniors, um, and so with a lot of links. So, yeah, and seven seniors, which is – uh it's uh bittersweet right it's uh sweet now but it's gonna be better at the end of the season but um so a lot of the, a lot of the younger girls the Welton twins uh claire holly brooke is already she's one of the sophomores that are already is regularly in our rotation she's a really good defender and the energy uh energizer so uh hopefully we we jump out on some of these teams early in the week so we can rest some legs to get through the week without any injuries. That's my biggest concern, playing four games in five days. I mean, you're absolutely right. And maybe we'll work on Laney and practice running up and down the floor because I noticed late in the, the game last night she attacked the basket and looked a little tired. So maybe one time in a couple of weeks, just have her run back and forth. And uh, But, hey, you're right. You're going to have to rest legs. That's tough. Maybe we'll talk with the AD a little bit about uh, – <laughs> you guys a break 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, then we have a whole week off, and which I'm glad because that's going to be our toughest opponent here in the early season. Uh, the 17th is against Pulaski, and they're 4A state runner-ups. And um, and they gave us fits last year, the one time we got to play them. And so then after that, we have a Christmas tournament, three straight days of games again. So it, it's go, get, stop, go, stop, go, stop, which is fine. We'll play whenever. Yeah, but from a Bobcat Sports Live perspective, we love the Christmas tournaments. They're always fun. Love watching you guys play and, and love watching uh, the boys play in those Christmas tournaments. Those tournaments really show you what you're made of on the season coming up because you may play a couple teams uh, that you might see later on, and you may play some tough competition in those tournaments. So I know from the boys' perspective, it's always nice to see them go dominate in this those Christmas tournaments because they play some really tough opponents. So I love them from a fan perspective, but you're right. It's, it's a tough way to open the season. It is. We're excited. And that Christmas tournament's really cool. Fort Chisel has only done the boys one. Um, so now this year before Christmas, they're doing a girls one and then after for the boys. And so it should make a really good um, few weeks of, of, of basketball. And um, so we open up with Tazewell, which is a really uh, tough opponent and it's a good challenge. I'm glad we're opening up with them in, in the first round of a tournament. You put that pressure of a tournament on our girls here early, and then a team like Tazewell that's going to come and try to beat us around and out-tough us and out-strength us. And so um, that being right after a game against Pulaski, uh, I'm really eager to see how our girls match up uh, in those games here early. Now, you may be able to talk on this, but the first game the boys have this season is against Pulaski on the 17th. So you guys are both playing on the same night? Is that is that right? Yep, yep. We're we're at Pulaski. The boys are home, so their home opener is <clears throat> against Pulaski. And unfortunately, they don't they don't start to the seventeenth. And I, don't, I I was talking to coach yesterday about it, and I said, "How in the world are you staying sane right now?" Uh, of course, he loves it. He loves practices. He wants as many practices as possible. I'm a little opposite. I like I, I'm not big on the week we're about to have this coming week, but um, but I I like playing games more because I think that's more learning experiences and then come into practice the next day and work on it. But uh, uh, I don't know if you want to transition to boys, but um, yeah, Coach, Coach Cormney, I, I think he wants more than a few more weeks of practice. And, you know, he's really trying to get his boys right. Well, you know, I don't know about I, – you've been there, so maybe you can talk about it a little bit more. But I hear about how some of those practices go. I don't think I'd want to be near the gym in those back, those practices. I mean – I honestly feel like when the season's going on, the boys look like they're running up and down the floor with these. I would assume it has to be because the practices are so tough. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Cormany is riding on the a program he's already built for, what, 25 years now. And uh, you, you know what to expect. And so if you come to the gym and you get disciplined or you get spoken to, um, there's no surprise about it. So that's the good thing about building a program. That's kind of where we're trying to get to as a girls program is that if you don't go hundred percent in every little drill, and that's one thing that I'm really learning from him is his whole coaching staff makes sure that every little detail is being accounted for. So if you're in a defensive drill and someone jogs out to their person at the smack of a ball, you're going to, they're going to restart the drill. He wants you going sprinting out and closing out. And so uh, in everything, in everything, if you're doing shooting and you don't sprint to get your rebound, you're you're getting on the line and running. And uh, if you 
roll your eyes at whatever score was kept during the practice, you're on the line running because Cormany, believe it or not, everyone tells us in practice that the refs are always right. So, hey, he does. That's the well. We ran many times. I remember a sophomore in his gym. I ran many times because I rolled my eyes. <laughs> you know, I believe that one thousand percent. And to go back to your the refs always right. I. I don't think he truly believes that, but what I think he might believe is what they call is what we have to go with. There's nothing we can do about it. And, and as it's a, not the player's job to, right. to argue it. Yeah. And and don't worry from, from a fan perspective, he's definitely arguing with them. So <laughs> it's actually we we enjoy sitting behind the bench a lot of times to to sit there and listen to Coach Cormany yell at uh at you guys and uh and some some officials. So it's kind of nice, but I think he, he he's kind of right. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do about what they call and you just have to play around it. So it's tough. I also think there's a little bit of perspective and maybe I'm biased, but when, and I think this rolls into the Alabama effect when a team is so good, like coach Corning teams have been, they may get calls negatively or positively in their favor because they expect the boys to be a certain way. They expect the game to be played a certain way. And so when things happen a little bit odd, you know, they may go in the Bobcat favor or get. So I think it's something you have to kind of play around and why worry about it? And I'd hate to have to run and coach Cormany's practice. So. Well, you know, what's frustrating for me is you got a guy like Cormany who yells 99% more than I do during a game at the officials. And uh, he's allowed to do it. You know, that's just how, and that just comes with his his territory. And what last year in an empty gym, I kind of spoke to an official after I think Haley or Hannah got clotheslined. And I looked at him and just said, hey, you know, if you don't keep this in check, more of our girls are going to get hurt. And I get teed up. So I think Cormie gets away with a whole lot more than, than I ever would. But, hey, I'm just a second-year head coach, so that's just what comes with the territory. I got to yeah. earn it. <laughs> You're, you're actually right. It does come with the territory and you do have to earn it because I, you know, there's certain places you go and there are certain things you expect from expect now football field's a little bit different, but I know when I'm going to Glenver, it's just the way it is. I'm going to hear a lot. He's going to talk a lot. He's going to yell and he may say things that you wouldn't say in church. And now I'm sure as an official, when you come down to coach Cormany's gym, you know what you're going to get. And they don't know who Coach Worlds is. And if he hadn't said a whole lot, then all of a sudden he pops off at the mouth. Where'd this come from? Boop. So, you know, there may be some validity. Yeah. It's tough. And uh, I do want to say, though, um, Cormany, uh, to his defense, I think there's this aura around him that he's a mean, grumpy guy. And he's the complete opposite. I mean, he he's the most respectful guy that you, you could ever meet. He's, uh, you know, Duke uses this term brotherhood um, at their level because they, they I think Coach K and them develop a family aspect. I, I, a lot of people do, but Cormany does that too, where he'll do anything for his guys. He remembers all the guys that played for him. And he's one of the most soft-spoken guys you can meet. Uh, off the court and I know when I tell other people from other uh, schools that they're like they're surprised and maybe some Radford people think you know you take pride in having a grumpy coach coach the boys and that's not the case he just um, more than likely his anger and his passion is that his 
he's not getting the most out of the guys because he wants to get the most out of the guys now so they can be the most one day in life. And he's had a lot of successful guys in life right now. You look at the alumni that played under Cormany, a lot of guys are really successful because of him. Well, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think there's a test of that. I, I think if you can come through a Coach Cormany program, um, you're, you're going to be better off in the long run. But I, I do think you're right. I think, I think it's undershown how much he actually loves each and every one of those young men, and that's, and that's what they are. And I think he treats them as such, and I, I think it shows off the court. I mean, you, I mean, you look through, I know, and this is a little bit different, but from a young life perspective, when I was leading at, at Radford High School, we, we would like, we, we would go to Coach Cormany and say, hey, you know, we really want you guys to be involved. And he's like, I love everything about what you're doing. It's basketball season, so we're going to play basketball. But <laughs> you guys are around. You're welcome to be around anytime you want. Anytime. We, we love having you guys around. We love what you're doing. But, you know, we're going to play basketball at the end of the day. But it, it's because he truly cares for those young men. So it's what it, I agree with you. It, it's nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just – I want to clarify, you know, we could talk all day and I tell them all the time. I said, you know, we could write a book on all the stuff that you've taught us and told us and called us and and said to us over the years. And he, we laugh about it. And it's true. It, I mean, it's true. But uh, it's like a it's like a Bob Huggins in college basketball. I mean, he's a hard nose. But if you watch before and after games, he hugs each and every one of his men before they come off the court. And that's the respect that. You gain. And I think in in life today, I don't want to get into society and all these views and stuff, but you know, kids value discipline, and that's where you earn respect is discipline. Not yelling at them, but discipline them, give them expectations, be clear with your expectations, and follow through. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't say it by myself. I think it's great. Um, now, from a boys' basketball perspective. State title or bust? I mean, what's uh? Well, the goal is always a state title, but uh, what's your what's your thoughts here? From uh, take your coach hat off for a second as a fan. What are we looking at for the boys this year? I think we're looking at a completely different team than what we're used to. <clears throat> um, I think we're gonna be young, and um, quite honestly, I think uh, it just like you said. I'm just being a fan. If I'm being an outside perspective predicting anything uh, I got full faith in our guys we're gonna make a deep playoff run again this year no doubt actually and uh, but I think if anyone wants to have a chance at beating Rafford more than twice in the regular season more than once um, I think this might be the year and I, and I just want to give warning to the Bobcat fans you know um, don't be uh, what are they fair weather fans this year um, if that happens um, he's got a lot of young guys and a lot of talent I've been able to just peek in the gym before I leave it every day after our girls practice he's got a lot of talent they're strong they've been in the weight room and he's coaching them just like his he coached his first year of basketball and so um I think they're gonna be good but I do want to say don't be shocked if you know someone slips up and beats us here early in the season doesn't mean we're gonna be a failure this year but uh, I think it's gonna be different I think it's gonna be different than what we've been spoiled with for the last five or six years now you say that you say that but i remember if i'm not mistaken it was either four or five years ago when the boys won a state title 
And we came down after the state championship and they had just got back and they did their, you know, meet up in the, in the gym, in the King center. And they were coach Cormany, everybody was cheering them on. And coach Cormany said, if you had asked me this season, how the season would have went, I would have told you we're going to be pretty good, but we'll win a state title next year. And I don't think this team's ready. And they completely dominated that season and won a state title. So you say they may not be that good, but I think the, the fans will be excited for what the product is on the floor. I mean, lost a lot of talent over the last few years, but sometimes at Radford High School, I feel like we're just pumping them out in a factory. And we got boys basketball players just sitting on a pile, and we're just bringing them out left and right. So you you may say that, but well, um, no, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I'm just saying, um, I, I hate when you know it's a year, a young year, kind of like we just talked about with the girls basketball. You know, it's it's a process, and with some young guy, young guys, it doesn't matter if they go to college and they're five star recruits. They're 18 year olds. Okay, same thing here. We're talking about freshmen, sophomores, and, and juniors that really haven't been asked to lead uh, in a Cormany system. It's going to take a learning curve, and it's going to take some adversity. But I do think by the time playoff time comes, they're no longer sophomores and juniors. They're, they're varsity players that have been playing a whole season. So um, I think we're going to be playing deep into March um, once again. But I think the first two months are going to be a little fun and a little interesting. I think that Christmas tournament – is going to be uh, a big one for us this year. Now, do we know who we're, they're playing in the Christmas tournament, or we don't know yet? Um, I I don't have it in front of me. I knew I knew Coach Cormany mentioned to me yesterday who they opened up with, and I I totally forgot uh, who it is. Pretty good opponent, I think I remember. So Pulaski's in it again this year. Um, uh, George With um, they might be opening with George With this year actually. Yeah, I mean, those are those are always fun. And, you know, the one thing I hate from a Bobcat Sports Live perspective is we have to call the boys game while y'all are on the road at Pulaski. Kind of would have liked to have been there for that. But, you know. Yeah, I personally out. would like to see more games, maybe not every, every time, but if I could put my two cents in, which doesn't matter much, but um, I would love to see both varsity teams play on some nights whether it's the Pulaski night or the Floyd night where you know you'll bring a big crowd in for both teams. And like you just said, I think people want to go to both games. And um, and then we simply just move the JV games together on another night. Um, I would love to see that happen at least two or three times each season in the regular season. So, so you know, coming from the Knoxville, Tennessee area, I went to a 5A high school, and that's how it was always done. The girls played first, and the boys played second every night. And it was only varsity games. They had JV games on another nights together, boys and girls. But it was only girls varsity and boys varsity every night. And that's how it was. And it was it, it brought in – the crowds were massive because whether you want to cut, cut the cloth or not, the boys want to be seen, and it's always nice to get – to be able to see that varsity contest. Because you're right. I would love to go to both games on that night. I want to go see the girls try to beat Pulaski, and I want to see the boys come in and dominate against Pulaski. So it would, it would be nice to have that, you know, in the same night. Maybe we can talk to 
talk to Greg Wade or something and get some things moved around. Maybe we can have that happen a few times a year. Well, and, and for, for instance, and unfortunately COVID happened, but um, both, both boys and girls hosted the region tournament this year. And it right. was awesome playing yeah. girls before the boys. And, uh, and so, and I love the fact that, you know, as a coach, I got to just sit my butt down and watch the boys game afterwards. And so I, and I remember even our girls, I mean, hear this out, even our girls came into practice after the first round, they said, coach, can you imagine how many people will be at our game? right now covid wasn't a wasn't an issue so um you know hey give the respect to the girls and and if you know that it's going to be a big ticketed night why in the world aren't we playing pulaski on the same night and why in the world aren't we playing the floyds on the same night in the glimbers i don't know that's just my my proposal right there maybe hey. i'm biased now because i'm coaching but i've always said that well i don't i think everyone in the city of rafford if you tell me they get boys and girls Floyd County in the same night, one after another, it, it wouldn't even matter who played first or second. You signed me up for that all day. I would love to sit in the gym for five hours on one evening and watch high-quality basketball. I mean, that's what I'm here for. And you think about, like, we do this and the boys have been doing this. We recognize businesses that support us. What a night to present the game balls to those businesses, all of them, in between games with standing room only in our gym. You know, I think you're on to something here. Maybe we can get, maybe we can get some enough uh, fanfare. Hopefully someone listens to this. This is my platform now, so. Yeah, <laughs> this is where you can grieve all of the issues out live on air. And we can talk about it, but I, I think you're right. Maybe we can get some, um, some people behind this and we can do that even if it's a even if it's a saturday this year because the schedules are already predetermined now actually in my opinion we know with covid schedules can be moved around so maybe we can get things shifted but i would love to see that yeah now I, Corman, now I, I will say i think some coaches enjoy watching their jv team play before them but um at the same time move it to a different day <laughs> you know let let kind of like the eighth grade team does play on the same nights we can move jv and, and make sure that we go support them as well they deserve it but uh like you said i'm just asking for two or three games and um we play Pulaski at home on a saturday already at one so um man that would have been just a huge instead of our 50 50 drawings being only 25 dollars cash out right it would have been a much bigger one i don't know I, we can go on you know i mean if you tell me that your the boys and girls are playing pulaski right after another that place yeah. is took up you're gonna be turning people away yeah both places both places would be i mean you're talking pulaski girls are are gonna be state contenders again this year um we're gonna you know we've got a game i mean we're, we've got our idea of what we're gonna do against them this year and, and we'll see if we can do it but uh then the boys right after. Anyways, I think the case has been made, you know, so. Hey, sign me up for it. So, you know, a, a lot of a lot of sports coming up, but from a Bobcat Sports Live perspective, we'll be here all season. So things will look a little bit different this year. I know we've kind of touched on it a little bit today. And if you're following us on social media, but um we will be hosting on YouTube from now on, for the most part. Um, we're going to try to build that, post videos on there. We're going to be posting this on there. 
Um, do you have any thoughts on that, Timmy? I mean, what's your thoughts moving forward? I know things will be a little bit different from the average viewer. Now, that being said, things can be a whole lot better than we've had it. You, you can listen to the games, but you can see things. We're going to have stats on. We're going to have the rosters on there. We're going to have ads on there. That's a little bit side note, but, you know, things will look a little bit different, but I'm kind of excited for different. Yeah, I think two things I want to mention and put out there before we get off for today is, you know, we need to grow our team. And we were talking about that before we got on. We need to grow our team. And speaking of which, I'm getting a phone call from the man himself, Josh Smith. But um, uh, we need to grow it. I mean, with me coaching girls now, it's really limited my involvement. I'm glad to be on this uh, weekly, which I, I think you'll announce here in a minute. And then um, – you know, and then Josh is really extremely busy coming out of football season and, and with his career that he's getting started uh, freshly. And so uh, if anyone's interested in helping out, please reach out to us, commentating. Uh, we need people helping us edit and run some of the stuff on social media. I mean, there's many ways for interns or volunteer hours to get completed through Bobcat Sports Live. And then uh, that was the other thing, Michael, I was going to say, um, are we doing this weekly? I mean, what, what can everyone expect? Yeah, so a, a few things you can expect moving forward from Bobcat Sports Live. One thing is consistency. So you can – I know there's been a lack of consistency, especially during the, the COVID times and the football times. But, you know, moving forward, especially in our basketball season, you can expect consistency on, on updating you on what's going on. But th this program will be once a week uh, for sure. And then we'll be posting all of our games um, on Facebook. We're trying to have a website made. Um, it didn't turn out as great as I wanted it to, so we're not going to. I don't think we're going to roll that out. Um, but that being said, we'll try for YouTube. But the biggest thing you can expect from us is consistency. And I think that's been lacking here lately, and so I think this show will definitely be once a week. But this is a great time for us. I think that being able to do this once a week, we're going to be able to cover what's happened over the week. We're going to be able to what's coming up next week just kind of get our banter back and forth about sports. We're going to have interviews on here with coaches and players and young men and women in the community. So I think that'll be good. I think uh, there'll be a lot coming out of this, but I think the biggest thing that you want to see from us, the team of Bobcat Sports Live is consistency. I think that's the biggest part. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, even we'll even talk branch out if time allows. I know, you know, we're going close to an hour or a little bit more right now, but, um, you know, even other stuff as, as VHSL rules change. And I know you're on that a whole lot more. I think we could talk about that. So if you're a high school sports fan, this is a place to be at in Rafford. You know, we'll try to bring you everything you want. And if you have anything that you want us to touch on or answer some questions, uh, we'll try to do our best, but submit them uh, through our social media pages. And if you want to help uh, financially, uh, the Bobcat Sports Live so we can continue growing, and and as as the playoff the, the way it works is as as games go on later in the season we got to spend a lot of money to travel on the road to, to bring you the playoff games and so and a lot of times we run into some financial issues but we we're running ads we're making ads we can make you an ad just like a real radio station for your business and so um, if you want to contribute that way as well there's many ways you can do that but reach out to us and we'll we'll get you on here. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself there. Um, but you're absolutely right. Uh, there's a lot of exciting things coming up in our world. And I just hope 
you as a community. Uh, I just hope you enjoy it. I mean, this is this is what it's about. This is what basketball season enjoying is about. It. about. Uh, it, it's about watching the teams and enjoying talking about them and enjoying covering them and enjoying listening about them. So I think it's great. I think there's a lot coming up, but I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah, but hey, again, thanks for if you made it this long. Thank you so much. I know this is the first one of these. <laughs> I don't know how smooth it went, uh, but I, I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, but thank you so much. We appreciate all of you all. This is Michael Davis, Timothy Worlds, Coach Worlds, Hassel Worlds, Father Worlds, however you want to say it, the man of many hats. This has been us at Bobcat Sports Talk weekly. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.